So good morning. Uh, thank you for being here and on uh, online. I'm glad to be here as well and share with you uh, this chapter nine of the book of Daniel. Uh, very challenging as the other chapters have been and the chapters to come will be. Uh, but a lot of uh, a lot to uh, learn about this uh, wonderful book. So before we get into the chapter, I would like to mention some familiar names uh, that we're going to uh, uh, um, uh, be uh, uh, reading about, and they will be playing a very important role in, in the whole story. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel himself, and Gabriel. Daniel chapter 9 involves uh, some prophecy and references from these two prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah. So um, it's important for us to keep them in mind. And Gabriel, we already know a little bit about Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel is the angel whom uh, Daniel is familiar with from previous uh, chapters. Um, so they, they are going to be very involved in this, in this, in this uh, chapter 9. Um, Next slide, please. Yeah. Uh, you are at the right one right now. Oh. You let me know. Okay, so it will be the, the 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 slide before this one, the one you had before. That one, correct. So, chapter nine can be divided in three portions: uh, the time of captivity, Daniel's confession of sin, preparation for praying and prayer, and God's answer, and the prophecy of the seventy weeks. Um, this chapter uh, is like having two different stories in one. And I really would like to start with the last portion of the of the chapter, uh, this prophecy of the 70 weeks, and then concentrate on the other two. Uh, so we're going to feel like we're working backwards, but it's not really. So if we go, if we can go to the next slide, uh, sleep, I appreciate it. And if we can open our Bibles on Daniel 9, beginning on verse 20. I'm going to read from uh, the ESV translation. So Daniel 9, beginning on verse 20. Uh, this is uh, actually God's answer to Daniel's prayer. While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my plea before the Lord my God for the holy hill of my God, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the, in the vision at first, came to me in swift flight at the time of the sacrifice. He made me understand, speaking with me and saying, O Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for mercy, a war went out, and I have come to tell it to you 
for you are greatly loved. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and prophet and to anoint a most holy place. Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the war to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for 62 weeks, it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in troubled time. And after the 62 weeks, an anointing one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed, and he shall make a strong covenant with many for a week, and for, a, and for half of the week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wind of abomination shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. All this is happening. At the same time, Daniel is praying and making his plea to God. That's how God answered Daniel immediately, if we will. Gabriel tells Daniel that because he's so loved, He's bringing knowledge and understanding for Daniel to handle all God is giving to him, which is way more what Daniel asked for. God is now fulfilling his promise of ending Israel's 70 years of captivity under the, the Babylonian uh, 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 power. And also is giving Daniel uh, this new prophecy of the 70 weeks. In verse 24, we read, uh, Gabriel, uh, Gabriel says, uh, 70 weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city. Um, this prophecy is for Israel, the people of Israel, and Jerusalem. Actually, I, I, I read some commentators calling this, this prophecy also uh, the gospel for the Jews. If we can go to the next, uh, uh, okay, you're the right one, good. Um, So the 70 weeks, um, most scholars um, agree that this 70 weeks or 77 are more like 70 weeks of years. In other words, 70 weeks times seven years equals 490 years distributed uh, in the first period of seven weeks, 49 years, seven, 62 weeks, 434 years, and one week, seven years, which is divided also in two periods of three and a half years. So as you can see, there's a lot of numbers, a lot of weeks, a lot of years, uh, things that can uh, be confused, but uh, confusing, but we're going to try to uh, concentrate on what actually God is trying to conveyed to Daniel for the people of Israel, the city of Jerusalem, 
and of the future. Now, the prophecy has a list of God's purposes that would be accomplished. To finish a transgression, to make an end to sin and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and prophet, and to anoint a most holy place. Those are God's purposes for this prophecy. The first three purposes refer to the total eradication of sin, bringing in righteousness. This will happen when our Lord Jesus come again, comes again in the, in, the, in the second coming of our Lord Jesus and when he establishes his millennial uh, kingdom. The atonement of iniquity uh, points directly to what happened at the cross. Jesus' death not only defeats sin, but also brings reconciliation with God. We can, uh, um, in Romans 3.25 and Hebrews 2.17, we can uh, read about this accomplishment uh, in detail. Uh, and it's a, it's a beautiful passage that for the sake of time, we, we, we're not going to go through, but um, there you can read in there. The last two purposes um, will be accomplished in the last week of this uh, period of 70, uh, 70 weeks. During the first period of 49 years, um, Gabriel tells Daniel that a prophecy would start at the time that a decree is issued to rebuild Jerusalem. This happened in 445 BC when, uh, and I hope I'm going to pronounce this name correctly, when uh, King Artaxerxes of period uh, of Persia, rather, issued a decree about the restoration and rebuilding of Jerusalem. Gabriel also tells uh, Daniel um, about the coming of a prince, an anointed one. Well, this prince, this prince would be Cyrus of Persia, who in Isaiah is described as God's shepherd and the one to fulfill God's purpose. We'll, we will talk about this in a few minutes. Now, the completion of the 62 weeks includes the total rebuilding of Jerusalem with the walls and the, and, uh, and, and, uh, and the streets and everything. It was completely uh, rebuilt by then. And also includes when our Lord Jesus Christ is crucified. The anointed one is cut off as we read in verse 26. A few days before that, of course, uh, Jesus entered Jerusalem and is acclaimed by the people as the Messiah. So there's a very clear message there. The Lord Jesus coming into Jerusalem and then being cut off. Gabriel also tells uh, Gabriel, uh, I'm sorry, Daniel, uh, that after the Messiah is cut off, the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy uh, the city and the sanctuary. And this is fulfilled 
when Jerusalem and the temple are destroyed by the Romans uh, around 70 uh, AD. So of the 70 weeks, 69 weeks have been fulfilled in history. That leaves one more week to be fulfilled. And uh, it is that week of, uh, that is known as the tribulation period, uh, where also the prophecy calls about very difficult times with war and flood and different uh, different situations where uh, um, are, are people are going to be uh, suffering. It's a time when the ruler, also known as the Antichrist, make uh, makes a, co- a covenant with Israel, breaks it, and brings this time of great tribulation. And then the final judgment and defeat of this Antichrist by God, as it is described in the book of Revelation. So this, this prophecy not only speaks of events that are, are already happened, but events that will happen. And it's a warning for all, all, all the people of Israel to, uh, that, that are walking away from the Lord. So what can we take from this uh, amazing prophecy? That God has a timetable and he's keeping everything on schedule. God knows the end. Right from the beginning, he, he already knows the end of this. And that for us, that we should always um, be looking for the triumphant coming of the sec- of, of, of our Lord Jesus. That's our hope. We know that the Lord is coming back. We know that sin will be defeated once and for all. And we know that God will fulfill his promises. Now, let's go back to the beginning of the chapter. now, And we're going to see some verses that we already mentioned from Isaiah and Jeremiah just to establish the connection with the chapter. In Isaiah 44 and 28 and uh, and 45.4, the the, the texts are on display on the on the screen so we're not going to read it and you can look look at look at a, look at them uh in the bible but god's god speaking in these uh verses of uh, from isaiah about cyrus god's shepherd and the one to fulfill his purpose this is the cyrus of persia that will become the king of babylon and defeat the babylonians around 539 B.C. And that is about the time when he starts allowing Israel to uh, return to their land. So he's he's allowing Israel to uh, come from uh, exile. In Jeremiah, um, go to the next uh, slide, see? In Jeremiah 25, uh, verses 11 through 13 and 20, 29, verse 10, God speaks about what will happen to Israel 
and Babylon and what God himself will do after these 70 years. This is the portion of scriptures where uh, Daniel is meditating upon. And we're going to see that in, in, in a few seconds. So uh, if we uh, go to our, uh, in, open our Bibles then uh, now on Daniel 9 verse 1. We'll read, uh, in the first year of Darius, the son of Jesuarius, by descent a Mede, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the numbers of years that, according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, must pass before the end of the desolation of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. This is a portion of Jeremiah that Daniel perceived that the 70 years are close. In these verses, uh, Daniel understands the prophecy and its application. Now, Daniel did this because, based on his faithful reading, meditating, and desire to know God. Reading the word of God was in Daniel's tradition and discipline. He did this since he was a kid. So he, he was familiar with scripture. He was a faithful man and always uh, read and meditated upon the word of God, even in the busy time, in the, in the busy times. Uh, Daniel was a very important government official that was supposed to be very busy, but even so, he always found time to uh, get to know God deeper and closer. He was familiar with these verses, of course, with these prophets, Jeremiah and Isaiah. And it was while he was reading uh, uh, from them that the Lord allowed him to understand the prophecy. When Daniel saw this man, Cyrus, becoming a king and becoming the, the, uh, and, and taking over Babylon, he had no doubt that this time, the time was right. The study of this prophecy showed Daniel that specific number, 70 years. And the knowledge that the Lord gave him allowed him to put the two and two together and say, this is the time, definitely. And the only thing that Daniel didn't have clear and wasn't sure about, was when these 70 years started. And why? Because Israel went through three different times of captivity. In, 60, in 650 BC, Israel was attacked for the first time by the Babylonians, and, uh, by the Babylonians, and that's when Daniel and his friends were taken uh, captive to uh, Babylon. Uh, then in 597 BC, uh, Jerusalem suffered another attack and the temple is, uh, uh, all the treasure from the temple is taken away. 
and then another one in 587 BC. So th- those three uh, ways of uh, captivity, uh, who knows when, when, uh, when this first, uh, the 70 years we're going to start with. Um, what did Daniel do then? Daniel took the earliest event, 650 BC, as the starting point of the 70 years, and he went on and prepared himself to pray before God. Daniel really, really wanted uh, God's mercy to come to Israel as early as possible. So he, that's why he took that and he said, God, this is, this is the time I have to prepare myself to pray. So we're going to go to Daniel's, uh, Daniel 9, uh, uh, beginning on verse 3. Um, and this is uh, um, Daniel's prayer to God. So Steve, if you uh, bring the, 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 that one. Yeah, that's good. Uh, this is a lengthy uh, reading. So I have everything. Uh, you know, I, it is on, on display, but uh, you can go with me to Daniel 9, beginning of verse 3. <clears throat> then I turn my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I pray to the Lord my God and make confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and, and, uh, and, and reveled, turning aside from your commandments and rules. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. To you, O Lord, belongs righteousness, but to us, open shame. As at this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all Israel, those who are near and those who are far away, in all the lands to which you have driven them, because of the treachery that they have committed against you. To us, O Lord, belongs open shame. To our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness. For we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by walking in his laws which he said before us by his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your, your law and torn aside, refusing to obey your voice. And the curse and oath that are written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured, poured upon us because we have sinned against him. He has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our rulers, who ruled us by bringing upon us a great calamity. For under the whole heaven, there has not been done anything like what has been done against Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all the calamity has come up, has come upon us. Yet we have not entreated the favor of the Lord your God, turning from our iniquities and gaining insight by your truth. Next. Therefore, 
The Lord has kept ready the calamity and has brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all the works that he has done, and we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and have made a name for yourself, as at this day we have sinned and we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteous acts, let your anger and your wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy hill, because of our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers. Jerusalem and your people have become a byword among all who are around us. Now, therefore, O our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy and for your own sake, O Lord, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. This is a beautiful, beautiful prayer that brings everything out from Daniel, from deep inside. He let his heart speak. Now, how did Daniel pray? He prayed with determination. Daniel had a goal to reach. And he approached God as a man who would not be denied. Daniel prayed with such a sense of being aware of who God is and who Daniel and Israel are. He does this with so true conviction, with understanding and earnestness. And when these two work together, they're a very powerful combination. Definitely. We can see, feel, and, and, uh, and when we read the prayer, we feel the determination that Daniel had for this. Daniel prayed with true humility, confession, and repentance. He needed to come before the Lord with an open heart, recognizing God's power and greatness, as well as Daniel's own sin and the sins of the people. We would think that Daniel, being the way he was, didn't deserve to be part of this sinner group. In fact, Daniel recognizes that before God, even the most righteous falls short. Actually, fasting, sackcloth, and ashes uh, uh, were 
used, you know, were recognized as, as a reflection of humility. And that's what uh, uh, fasting sackcloth and ashes reflects uh, Daniel's uh, humility uh, when he approaches uh, God in his prayer. Daniel also acknowledges what God has done to the people of Israel. He remembers that the Lord delivered Israel from Egypt. That is the Old Testament standard of God's power. It was something that they always remember when the Lord uh, took Israel from, uh, from Egypt. The New Testament uh, standard of God's power is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. So um, it's interesting that uh, Daniel uh, remembers this, and uh, he made sure that, that he expressed this to in front of, in front of, from God. We can see Israel's need in Daniel's prayer, and this could be summarized in this plea. Make sure your face shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. That plea involves so much and shows so much of what Israel needs. And what Israel needs is God. They needed him. Daniel made a straightforward request. This is something uh, very important for all of us. He asked God to perform his promises as soon as possible. He said, God, listen and act. He wasn't afraid of saying that to God. He did it in a way that he felt uh, this prayer would bring glory to God. Not selfish feelings from Daniel or self, uh, or interest. It was in, the, in making sure that God's glory was going to be the, the reason to, uh, to move on. Daniel sensed God's openness. And he asked for his intervention, interve- intervention um, quickly. And effective. Listen and act. And he got it. So how can we apply these learnings from chapter 9 in 2021? We need to know God closer and deeper. Something we have been listening over and over. And it's not, it's not easy to do. Uh, we know that the more we know God, the more knowledge and understanding he will give us. And he is, he's introducing himself through his word. And in 2021, we are so blessed that we have the Bible with us. The whole story. And we have it in all kinds of versions. A book, a hard copy, uh, online, in our phones. So there is no excuse for us. And for us believers, uh, 
this is something that we need to uh, keep in mind that uh, we have no excuse to uh, not to uh, come to uh, before the Lord and 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 actually desire to know Him closer and deeper. We also must be certain that God will fulfill His promises. He has done it. He's doing it now, and He will do it. We need to learn how to be to come before the before God with humility, with honesty, with an open heart. He's our friend. The Lord Jesus calls us friend, and He's always ready to listen and willing to uh, hear what we have to say. So let's talk to Him like we talk to our close friends. Let's not be afraid to ask God to tell and tell him exactly what we need and how we feel. He already knows it. He just wants us to tell him. We will be amazed how fast he can answer. And he will. Let's try to keep this uh, in our heart. And let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for giving us this time to learn more about you through this book of Daniel. Thank you for guiding and allowing me to share your word with my brothers and sisters in faith. We pray to you now, Lord, for us to bring home your message and to be able to apply them in our lives. We pray these things in your name. Amen.